Welcome to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast, where top football coaches from around the country share their stories, philosophies, concepts, and strategies to help you get better on and off the field. Now, here's your host, Keith Grabowski. On today's podcast, we talk about a platform that is emerging that could be very powerful in your program as you look at different ways to brand and get your message out there. And for us during this quarantine, it's been a a source of comedy. I think a lot of us have come across TikTok through Coach Marco Regalado, who's a special teams and linebackers coach, as well as recruiting coach for Far San Juan Alamo Memorial High School, PSJA High School. So coach, it's great to have you here today. And uh, I hope we get a little bit of entertainment as we get through this podcast. I appreciate you having me on, man. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, Coach, uh, talk to us a little bit about how this evolved for you. Um, How did you you start using TikTok? When did you come across it? And, you know, what was the thought for doing the first one? So uh, I didn't download the TikTok app till like late March. I was already, I guess, well into this quarantine and pretty bored out of my mind. So I downloaded it. Uh, my first couple of videos were just of me singing, doing some like impersonations of like cartoon characters or something like that. Um, it wasn't until like two, three days after I downloaded the app, I thought of like, hey, I think this would be really funny. And it was mainly meant to be shared with like my, my family and friends, like maybe small coaching circle. Uh, and when I shared it, they shared it and retweeted it and kind of certain people got a hold of it and just kept retweeting like wildfire. And then like, what do you know, a week later, I'm getting a call from the football scoop and that's pretty big time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really cool to see uh, how this grew. And I told you, I, I learned of it through uh, an FCS coach who he gave us a request. We'll get to that one later in the podcast, but I said, you got to check this guy out. This is funny. And uh, so I've been able to catch quite a few of them. Um, I guess, uh, so I know some of our, our listeners may not be familiar with the platform. So as far as your experience with it, and I know you're not necessarily the expert in TikTok, but you probably know a lot more of, about it than a lot of us. Tell coaches exactly what that is and, and uh, I guess the mechanics of how you use it to create what you do. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an app where you can record videos and throw all these effects on it, put words on it, put music into it. So you can, it's like, it's all in one. So I only use the TikTok app for my editing. Um, the minute can be, I mean, the video can be up to a minute in length. It can be shorter, but like it can only be a minute long. So it's just like a little snippet, but it's just a, you make your video and you share it. You put your hashtags, you know, try to appeal to a certain audience. And uh, you know, it, it could pop up on somebody's newsfeed because it's basically you put the word football and if they like football, it'll come up there or it just kind of pops up to your followers. Um, but the main thing I do with it is I get the video once I'm done with it and I just put it directly to Twitter and Facebook. You know, I do have a TikTok following. I got like maybe like four or 5,000 followers there um, and that's growing like every day. But my main uh, audience is on Twitter because even before the TikToks, like I follow coaches and coaches follow me. My, my Twitter is my you know, kind of my professional tools I used to communicate for getting my kids recruited for, you know, just networking with other coaches. Uh, so I, I, as soon as I'm done with the TikTok, I'll, I'll post it on Twitter and Facebook where most of my coaching friends are. And that's kind of how it started spreading. 
Yeah. So the uh, I don't I'm not sure what the first one was. I know there's been a number of them that I've seen. What was the first one that you put out there? Uh, the first one I did was uh, so I called it, it. It was day 18 without sports. That's what the title was. And so the way it starts off, it's got jock jams playing, and it's like uh, just a kind of like a little scene where I'm getting in my full game day gear. I got my slacks on, my polo, my cap, my sunglasses. And it's like, oh, man, he's ready for game day. And then it just, like, cuts to a screen, and I'm, like, right in front of my TV screen playing Madden. <laughs> that's, that's what it's come down to if I want sports. Yeah, that's funny. Well, and from there, then, thematically, it's been coach stereotypes. And I think in the coaching community, those have really taken off, that you pick out certain types of coaches, you per pick out certain situations that the, those coaches are in, and then you kind of give the different types of coaches that you see. And what's funny is like, I mean, everybody has a, a different style. I don't think it's a <laughs> necessarily an indictment on anybody who's those things, but in some ways we look at there and like, yeah, I've done that before. Or yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> so well, it's pretty I, funny. What I thought was pretty funny is like, so I did an old coach and a young coach. When I did the old coach, all the old coaches were like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I did the young coach and I'm like, that's not me. I don't do that. <laughs> but I never did that. But no, that one got a, that one got a lot of shares too. But no, I've done all the, you know, most of the positions. I think the only position coaches I'm missing is special teams and linebackers, which coincidentally are my position. You. Yeah. You must be, <laughs> you must be afraid of exposing yourself there a little bit. I guess kind of, I just, I like to say I'm saving the best for last, but it's also just cause like those to me, I don't know. Linebacker coaches, they're, they don't, I don't know, just because I coach it, I don't see like a character doing it, but I'm sure other people from the outside. And it's like, I talked about it the other day with somebody. It's like when I want to get material for the receivers coaches, I talk to the DB coaches and vice versa. If I want material for the DB coaches, I'm going to talk to the receivers coaches because they're observing, they, they make the, the, the parodies of each other. So that's kind of like what what kind of drives that and then when you talk about o-line coaches everybody makes fun of o-line coaches yeah yeah <laughs> well for me it reminds me of 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 camp and uh i mean you see it on uh you know like hard knocks and and we all do it you know division three level been at two different schools there and we would do uh those skits right uh whatever they might be and of course you know the the players like to uh they like to parody the coaches a lot right <laughs> yeah you see those all the time now we've we've flipped it back at them before and we've we've parodied the players and and those get you know those are a lot of fun as well but um i you know it, it was always a sign to the players the players had to do it but i thought it was so fun that every year this is when i was at um, baldwin wallace every year i would come up with something and um <laughs> i think the first one we did was with our head coach, John Snell, love the, love the guy, but easy guy to, to parody. He just has some of those mannerisms that, you know, it's just in his character. And so the, <laughs> the, the parody, and I got all the coaching staff involved in it. And um, it was, you know, what if John Snell became a, a, a manager at McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, Everything that, you know, you were talking to the players about and just all those different things he'd do in player meetings or whatever, and now applied to him being the manager of McDonald's and like all these other coaches were 
where, you know, <laughs> the, different, the different people working there. Like, so it, like, you can have like, a lot of fun with us. <laughs> like a, I'm going to get Nick Saban to make him the manager of McDonald's. I'm like, this is going to be the best McDonald's in the nation. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we did. It, it was just stuff like that. Some of the some of the hyperbole that we get as coaches and, you know, I mean, it was so much fun, though. And, and he, you know, the best is because he's got this laugh. When he laughs, it's like contagious because it's such a funny laugh and he'll lose his breath. And I've got that on film several times somewhere on Facebook. Um, but, you know, the, the it was like when we're first doing it, you know, I'm watching the whole time like, I don't know, is it going to go over? But then I see that laugh come out, like, okay, we're all right. Like, let's go now. Like, uh, but it's been, yeah, every year was one of those. And usually it revolved around Coach Snell, even to the point where we had, um, we had this quarterback who um, uh, he played his freshman year. And then I, I think it was, I think he played freshman and sophomore. And then he decided not to play and he was going to focus on some other things. But it was still like, very friendly with the coaching staff, the players, I mean, hung around the players. And it's the first time ever that somebody who wasn't on the team came back in to, to do a skit. And um, uh, he had, he had our head coach down to a T. So I got up and said, you know, uh, uh, here's, uh, here's our skit this year, get someone special. And he came in and did coach. It was kind of like, uh, you know, um, shoot, I can't think of his name who, who parodies all the, all the uh, athletes, um, the comedian. Oh, Frank Caliendo. Yeah, Caliendo. It was it was kind of like that doing the head coach, and it was it was again the, the funniest thing. But uh, certainly that kind of stuff is needed right now, right? You gave it that uh, that kind of camp feel to this time as we're all holed up and shut down at home, and I, I know it's uh, it's it's provided some relief, it's provided some conversation. So I think there's a lot of appreciation too for what you've done. Almost definitely. I think we kind of felt like, I think we heard some good news from UIL today in terms of like Texas sports. It's uh, basically when college and NFL start rolling, we're going to start rolling with them too. Maybe a little bit delayed, but good news. I, I, I like hearing that, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, these kids, I, I, my heart hurts for the class of 2020 for the spring sports. Yes. So I would, I would hate for anything like that to happen to the class of 2021. So you could just only hope for the best and then, I don't know what I'd do without a football season. Probably make a lot more TikToks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope that you don't have to be making TikToks at that time. Um, and and hopefully there's good news coming down the line. But uh, what so far with the ones you've created, what's been the favorite, at, at least in terms of some of the analytics that are or most watched that you've seen? So I did a series called Fourth and Three. It was a four-part series. And uh, the second part is like either right at or a little over 300,000 views. Um, the other one that was very popular was um, the coaching meetings, like the different types of coaches in a meeting. I did two parts to those. Everybody loved the coaching clinic because it was just like, yeah, those guys are always there. So the coaching clinic was a really good one as well. So I, I – I got to ask you, and I don't know, I don't know how well you know me, but what would you peg me for as far as uh, the, the coaching clinic guy? Hmm. Like I said, this is just me uh, making a, a guesstimation here. 
I'd probably say you're somebody who knows a lot of people. So you're going to be partly the politician, but you seem like you're, you're business. So you're going to go to some of the sessions, but you might be hosting some sessions. It's like you're going to have this podcast or something like that. So you'd probably have a booth and probably have everybody and their mother coming to shake your hand. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. It's been a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I get into them, yeah, I might be that guy now who's on the outside of the room all the time and never gets in. But a lot of times when I get in, I'm, I'm the yeah. note taker, right? Well, that- I, I, I've done it before. I'm like, oh yeah, you could just do this now. And it's never worked for me because I need to be able to write things down when I'm, for me to learn. That's and, how you retain for it to stick. Yeah. So that's I'll- never really worked for me. And I'll write it down. And like, if, if he's getting to the end of it, I'll take a picture really quick. And then I'll be looking at my phone and writing it down before, you know, if there's a pause or something like that. I did mm-hmm. that at, at, uh, was at, uh, Tony, Tony Franklin's OC magic. And I walked away with, uh, I'm a legal pad guy. I think I had two full legal pads out of that one. So yeah, I'm, I'm the note taker, but yeah, I've, I've probably been a little bit of the, the politician too. I got my quarantine legal pad over there. I've, I've been doing a bunch of Zoom sessions and stuff. Man, I, I've got some good stuff, but I've been, yeah, I've been really trying to take advantage of this time. Um, just kind of like professional development. That's uh, just trying to get better. Yeah, I think now I got one for you. I got an idea what you could do out of this is is the you know do the the coach who's over zoomed, right? Oh, and I've, has all the ideas. I've been working yeah. on that one. I've been the, working the, on that the, one the guy who's got like now the the Frankenstein offense. You got a little bit of this and that, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> like I want to do a Zoom video, but it would basically be like I'll explain what what I'd have to do. So I have a, a tripod that holds my phone. I'd basically put it here, recording the screen. I'd have to get in a Zoom session with myself from my iPad, set the <laughs> timer on my camera, which is the longest is 10 seconds. So I'd have to hit 10 seconds, run to the other room, and Zoom myself. It'd be very hard, but it'd be very funny. Like I'm, I'm working on it, but it, like I have to have the script ready to go before I even try to do that because it's going to be a lot of back and forth. <laughs> That's funny, man. I, I love it. Well, I mean, take advantage of the time we have left here, Stuck. I mean, you're, you're definitely entertaining us. Um, and I want to get to one at the end. We've, we've a- I asked you this morning to prepare one, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. But on a serious note, um, looking at TikTok and, you know, what we might be able to use this as as coaches. Like I do, I listen to um, a few podcasts out there. One of them is, is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. And I mean, he's been talking about TikTok now for well over a year and that every business should get into it. And I remember when I first saw it, my thought was like, just like he says, like, this is for like 12 year old girls, right? Like, I mean, you know, we, we, we have one in the house and, you know, doing all these dancing videos and everything. And then, then I started to see, you know, with this COVID-19, that transition to people using it. And I think the first use I saw of it was from Brent Deerman and uh, Brent, the OC at Kansas, they had some kind of a, I think it was a dance off. And so, you know, they, each of the coaches or a group of the coaches on the staff did it and then they voted on it and, you know, on Twitter and whatever. So uh, there's definitely like, yeah, there's that fun aspect of it. But when you hear people who are in the business world talking about it, and then you see all these big brands starting to come online with it and it's no longer for 12 year old girls and, you know, coach Regalado's on it. Um, <laughs> there's a use for it. There's something we could do from it. So what are your thoughts on how we use this as coaches moving forward? Well, definitely recruiting is a big one. You know, I, I, schools have already started doing it just to appeal because 
kind of like we were talking about earlier is like kids are on this app. The adolescents are on this app. And if you want to get their attention, you might need to be on this app. And it's just enough time, that one minute to where you're able to get their attention span and not lose it. It was kind of like when Vine first started that app yeah. well, like a couple of years ago, it was six seconds. Right. So you're able to get attention for six seconds. This is a minute. And I think that's just, you know, perfect. And, you know, I think for most schools too, it's just social media branding. You're able to do these minute commercials, basically selling your program to, you know, maybe you're in a, you're in a, you're in a district with open enrollment and you're trying to attract some you know, junior high kids to come to your, your school, you know, why not? You make little commercials, you sell it, you, you, you brand your, your school social media wise. And you're talking like big businesses too. That's, I would use it to make like little advertisements, commercials type deals, um, just with all the effects that you can get. Um, and basically the amount of audience that you can reach through the app, because everybody's on it. And if they're not on it, well, then you can save the video and put it on a platform where everybody else is on. Like I do, I put my stuff on Twitter. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking too. And I didn't realize, you know, that you, you could do that. I think so. I saw coach Dearman's and, um, and then I've seen you do that. I, I actually haven't been on the app to see yours. I have it downloaded, but it's been one of those things that I've, I, I'd open it up and like watch some of these things and then say, yeah, I don't get it yet. I don't know how I could use this. It was like, it's like my first use of Twitter. And I was telling you, you know, I had a player, this is 2000, maybe 12, 11 or 12, 2011, maybe. And I have my receiver of mine, Mike McGurvey, is like, Coach, you got to get this and, you know, get this app and, um, you know, get on Twitter. I'm like, all right, how do you do it? And we set it up. And so it's like later that night and I'm looking at their feed and I'm like, I don't get it. So what is this besides you guys publicly calling each other names? Like, because that's all they were doing, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, what, what can I use this for? besides that and I I mean so for the longest time it would sit there and I'd look at it and I'd be like I don't get it and so, so TikTok's been that way except now like as I, I started to watch this I did hear about this I heard the brands come on and you know it's basically you know you see all these you know little girl videos on there and saw our 12 year old doing it and it's like how could this be a platform for business but then you get out there and, and you know you do you and that's what it's all about. Whatever you do, it's just an opportunity to do it on a different platform. Mm -hmm. And so for you, you see this, you know, being used as something you might use in, you know, one of the things you do is the recruiting coordinator there is, is you're the guy who helps these college coaches, you know, gets them all the information. Do you see this being used in recruiting as well? I think so. Um, you know, it's a, it's a quick way to maybe get like a quick snippet and then you get their attention and then maybe they want the full highlight film. Cause either way, you know this, I know this, a college coach is going to get a film and watch the first 30 seconds. And in those first 30 seconds, he's going to decide, do I like this kid or not? And before all that, you know, he asked for the academics, which you can put in that little bio. So you put, you know, some important information, you send him a 30 second clip, you know, that might be the new highlight film. There, there's no need to have five, 10 minute highlight films. Those are for personal use. You know, when a kid wants nostalgia and wants to watch this season, because again, like you and I both know, a kid can be evaluated in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. From then, you're going to know, okay, I want to see his full game film. Now I want to see, you know, how many loafs he has or if he slacks off. You know, everybody looks good in the highlight. But you really only need 30 seconds to a minute to know is this kid a dog or not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny. I think kids have gotten better at 
uh, putting together their their highlights but i can remember you know 25 minute highlight films yeah and back at the beginning like you get a receiver i mean it is about that first impression like for me it was always like uh if the first clip and, and here you go this is this is some of your stereotypes you could get after players a little a little here but <laughs> <laughs> the recruiting tape that first first play is a, a guy catching a hitch and falling forward like all right next guy right but i mean so it, there is you know, an art to it and using some of these platforms, definitely, you know, you could grab some attention. You have one of those all inspiring plays, put that thing up front, put it out on everything where coaches are going to be and, uh, you know, add some, add some, uh, little bit more to it that, um, you know, gives it some flair with, you know, something like TikTok with the music, with the hashtags, whatever it might be, that's going to stick in a coach's mind. At the very least it might, you know, might, lead him to look at your tape a little bit more. It's going to get you some national attention. You make a one-handed catch, a, a front flip over somebody, you make a big play like that, you put it on a social media platform. Like, not necessarily just a coach, but everybody's going to share it because it's cool. And the more eyes on it, obviously, the more attention you're getting. Then somebody's going to ask, okay, that's pretty cool. Now I want to look at this film. So, like I said, it's just a different platform. I definitely think it could help a kid get recruited. Yeah. How, how do you think it works in just helping – a program. I mean, a lot of what we do is, you know, the things we say over and over again that become part of our culture, um, you know, kind of stick. We have those around the, the country, programs that do that and stick nationally. Row the boat, right? I mean, everybody knows who that is now. Um, helping brand your program, you know, so that your other stakeholders start to see what you're about. How, how do you see this being used for that? Well, like I talked about, like before, is like you make your commercial, you make your brand, and that like you can put that video everywhere. Like I remember at a, my my last job at Mathis, we had TVs in our field house, um, and those TVs were constantly displaying messages that we wanted our kids seeing. And some of them had highlights and stuff like that. But like like we had a saying, and we'd put put it up a different saying every week or something for the week. So we had like our branding and it was just a short little clip, but back then I didn't know what TikTok was or even then, but that had been an easy way to just, just like I uploaded to my phone to Twitter is just taking that video, put it on a TV screen, make a little compilation of them. And then you got that rolling. That's again, branding your, your, your program your, your through social media. Yeah, absolutely. We had coach Mark Solis, who's at Olentangy high school, uh, just outside of Columbus, Ohio. And I'm sure he's got his team on it. And he has a, a team of volunteers, kids in the school, right? I mean, back when I played, the kids who volunteered, they were the water boys or they were the equipment managers, meaning they walked around the field and picked up the footballs and, you know, did all that kind of stuff like that. Well, Mark took and put together a team of kids who were good at social media, could use, um, you know, use video, do things like that. And he put some – he definitely put some uh, parameters on what they were allowed to do because he wanted the message consistency and he, you know, he didn't want to do anything that was going to embarrass the program, but these kids would went out and created those. And, you know, it's like, if you go to, you know, go to a big, big time college practice and I can think of being at Ohio state and standing on a, the sidelines in their indoor during spring ball and about 10 minutes before practice starts, just a, a whole, slew of this, this team of students with cameras and all kinds of stuff is out and positions their self around the field to just be capturing all this stuff. And that becomes the message. So I think 
what's neat about that when you think about just expanding your program, right? Taking what's, what's great for your student yeah. athletes and why they want to be a part of it and find a way to make other kids a part of it. I think it's a unique opportunity and something we should look at as coaches as how can we make our football family bigger? Well, you've definitely given me an idea about getting like a freaking TikTok team on the field. Like that's genius. And you make like a, just a PSJ Memorial football TikTok. And then, you know, maybe some of the kids in the school are going to follow it, see how their classmates are doing and stuff like that. You can do player profiles, coaching yep. profiles, and then of course highlights here and there. But that's, Again, a perfect example of the social media branding. Thank you. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's not my idea. That's, that's uh, Mark Solis. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll link, that, uh, we'll link that one in the show notes. So uh, if you haven't heard that one, you can hear how Mark put that together. I think uh, it is an outstanding use and a way to expand your football family. So, Coach, that brings us to a fan request from, uh, <laughs> from uh, an FCS coach here. Uh, and the request was – Ask him if he can do the end of practice speech, coach. So what do you got for us? So I don't necessarily have like lines, but I'm going to talk about the different types of end of speech, like the end of practice coaches you get. And the first one, of course, you get more than not is a negative coach. The one who's hot and he's like, this was our worst practice ever. I don't like, we just have to do better. I don't understand how we can expect a win after a practice like this today, like you should be ashamed of yourselves. Like hopefully like he's doing that to try to spark something. And then you got the positive coach, complete polar opposite. And it's like, guys, I love you. That was the best practice ever. I couldn't ask for a better practice. Everything you were firing all cylinders. That was a perfect Thursday. Great job. You know, pumping the kids up. Um, and then of course you got the inspirational coach who's going to pull every movie quote he's got in his back pocket from remember the Titans to any given Sunday and, you know, it's going to pump the kids up, you know, probably the day before a game or something like that. But, again, on the polar opposite of that, you're going to have the guy who's really trying hard to be inspirational, <laughs> but he's not. And I think I did a, like a, a TikTok on that one. It's like what coaches think they sound like and what they actually sound like. And it was like Will Ferrell from Kicking and Screaming. <laughs> he's like, we're going to really bring the fire, right? <laughs> you're like one kid clap. <laughs> then, of course, like you got to – the coach who's going to call somebody out indirectly. Like he's going to say like something like, yeah, and make sure we don't tackle with our head down, but he's really talking to one person, but he's not going to say Johnny or whatever, like, or even it might be calling out a coach, but he's going to say something indirectly to the whole team, but he's really like subtweeting that guy. <laughs> um, and then you got the coach who just did one, like, all right, let's get out of here. You know, short and sweet, good practice. Love you guys. I'm out. Um, and then, again, you always got to talk about polar opposites because there's all these different types of coaches. You're going to have the coach who's going to sit there and give a dissertation for 20 minutes. And you got kids fidgeting because their knee hurts because they're kneeling on the turf beads. And that's what I got. I mean, that might end up being a video later. But that's, right. that's my thing of the end of practice coaching speech. Well, you got you to gotta tag us in that one. Uh, make sure we see that one. And uh, how can our coaches out there follow you and, and see some of this stuff? Okay, so the easiest way is to follow me on Twitter. Uh, and my Twitter handle is at Coach Regalado, altogether, lowercase. My handle for TikTok is the exact same thing, at Coach Regalado. And if you really want to find me on Facebook, I also post these videos on Facebook. But you know how Facebook is. It's all weird sometimes. But you can find me at Marco Alonso Regalado. And uh, 
that's the three, there's the three platforms I post my videos and those are the ones I'm on the most. You know, if you need to get a hold of me, my direct messages are always open. I'm always answering. Well, coach, I, I appreciate all you're doing out there uh, to, to help us through and to entertain us during this time, but also appreciate you coming on and giving some ideas of how we might be able to use this platform in our programs moving forward. Most definitely. As promised, Coach Regalado put together a types of post-practice speech. Coaches on TikTok, here's the audio from the video that he put together. Nice job, Coach. Terrible. That is the word that I'm using to describe today's practice. You should be ashamed of yourselves. We shouldn't even show up on Friday. Terrible. I don't want to drink it. I don't want to say it. Today has been the best practice that we've had all season long. And I cannot be more proud. I'm so proud of you, man. Let me tell you something, man. You show up with the same intensity that you practiced all week long, and you show up on Friday with that intensity, all day ready. If you're ready for Friday night, let me get a yeah. I can feel the electricity in the air. I'm not going to name any names, but if we practice or tackle like that certain individual that I'm not going to name, we might as well call it quits. All right, man. Good practice. Jimmy, break them out. Let's get out of here. I want to start off by reading an excerpt from one of my favorite inspirational novels. That is why some make the leap and others don't. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast. For more resources, visit the Coach Performance Center at usafootball.com.